podcast where we learn how to instill good habits into our brain to improve the relationship between us and ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Today, we're learning about mindfulness and how we can implement mindfulness into our routine, and I'm your host, Ananya Kumar. As humans, our brain is constantly fast-forwarding and rewinding, almost like a time machine. Sometimes, we just need to learn how to sit still and let our mind take a pause in this accelerated, stressful world. This pause can be cultivated with mindfulness. As Adele Bashir described mindfulness, the change in our lives begins with the change in our minds. Destiny grows where your focus flows. Mindfulness is a sense of presence that can be created within ourselves. But how exactly? Through meditation. Meditation is a five or 10 minute period of focus on our breath, the sounds we hear, or the thoughts that flow through our mind, or just a regular focus. Mindfulness is the result of meditation. The importance of mindfulness is becoming more and more relevant in our ever-changing and never-stopping world. Being able to create a routine of mindfulness or create a habit can help alleviate stress and make us less prone to mental disorders and overall just help us achieve a calmer state of being. You know, mindfulness meditation is a useful adjunct or even replacement in some cases to behavioral and medical interventions to manage a range of symptoms. Mindfulness approaches can be taught to children, adolescents, and their parents to improve self-regulation, which, for example, is relevant for youth and families who might have an increased risk for exposure to chronic stress and unique stressors. Mindfulness can also help make our brain more malleable and change our brain for the better. When we become stressed, we activate our fight or flight button, our amygdala, and give the impression to our brain that we are in danger Originally designed for our survival from wild animals and, you know, natural disasters, our fight or flight system prepares our body to fight back or flee. We can yell, we can scream and contract our body, but is this really necessary for our survival in this day and age? It might have been just traffic that got cleared up in a couple of minutes. In our day-to-day life, how many times do we activate our amygdala, the stress portion of our brain? How do we end up with chronic stress? Is it really necessary to drive our brain constantly like an ambulance? Taking our foot off the accelerator can help us have a smoother ride in life. Building the mindfulness muscle and bringing mindfulness to all aspects of life through habits can be a major factor in creating ease and peace. You know, in fact, by practicing meditation and, you know, therefore mindfulness, we make a huge imprint on our brain. We increase the volume and function of some areas while decreasing it in other areas. Take our amygdala, like we talked about it before, our almond-shaped emotional part of our brain and the backbone of a lot of anxiety disorders. If not controlled or used properly, our amygdala can become an absolute stress center of our brain, radiating and relaying danger messages to other parts of our body. With meditation, the amygdala also decreases its volume and therefore decreases its activity. And not only that, but it also strengthens its bond with the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex, or the PFC, is the control center of our brain. During stressful moments or moments when you're just about to burst, the PFC takes control and makes those rational decisions that the amygdala cannot make. In children, for example, say a young child was about to maybe throw a tantrum. In this situation, their amygdala is really taking charge while their PFC is struggling to take back control. Going back to the development phase, the prefrontal cortex starts off very small and inactive, while the amygdala starts off strong. This was a survival method. 
When we were cavemen, living in the wild, there would be many threats to us and our kin. Just like we talked about before, the amygdala helped us decide whether to fight or to flee as part of our fight or flight system. Now, many of those threats are non-existent, but our amygdala still gets just as stressed and feisty. For example, a traffic block can take the place of a tiger, depending on our tolerance level and circumstances. And that's why we have our PFC. The bond that connects the amygdala and the PFC is called the uncinate fasciculus. This connection of nerve fibers is strengthened when we practice meditation, allowing the PFC to take charge more quickly and make more of those rational decisions that are needed. It also lets the PFC calm us down when our amygdala is super stressed, which can help with many anxiety and panic disorders. This is especially helpful in younger children who are learning about decision making. We learned how meditation helps us to calm down and help with anxiety, but now we learn how meditation helps us with our focus and concentration. During meditation, when we direct our focus back to our breath or to a sound or to a mantra or again to any focus point, our dorsolateral PFC is activated, known as how our prefrontal cortex comes back. Our dorsolateral PFC is the control center of our focus. With our mind constantly wandering, the dorsolateral PFC is very weak in most humans. It is also important to note, however, that mind wandering isn't always a bad thing, and actually, mind wandering is called the default mode network, the DMN, and actually, it might be good for some idea brainstorming sessions, but it can always become a problem when it comes in the way of work or school or when it becomes too strong. Researchers have seen that in expert meditators or people who have been meditating for a very long time, their dorsolateral PFC has many connections and is very, very strong. The dorsolateral PFC can be the mental muscle that is strengthened while meditating. All right, now we learned how meditation helps our mind and relationship with ourselves regarding focus and concentration and relaxation, but what about our relationship with those around us? Meditation actually strengthens the empathy circuits in our brain. Studies done by neuroscientist Sarah Lazar using fMRIs show that an eight-week meditation session increases gray matter in the temporal parietal junction, an area of the brain involved in empathy and compassion. Through this, meditation helps and changes our relationship with the world and the people around us. Now, all of these factors come together to benefit our brain and ourselves and it actually helps our programmed negativity bias. Once again, this negativity bias evolved a very long time ago when we had to think of the worst case scenario to survive. Our brain still jumps to the worst possible thing that could happen though when we just go about our regular day. Not just for survival mechanisms, but for everyday opportunities. We might ask ourselves, what if I don't get this? What if this person doesn't like me? What if, what if, what if? We have a tendency to focus on the negative more than the positive. With the brain constantly fast-forwarding and rewinding and that to mostly negative things, worries, and uncertainties of the future, we go into a state of stress. And meditation can help us tremendously as we learn to calm our mind, focus our mind, and empathize our mind for the better using our prefrontal cortex, calming down our amygdala, and using our temporoparietal junction and the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. In order to get these amazing benefits for our brain and mind health, we need to be able to create a routine to create a habit. As we learned in our last podcast, neuroplasticity is there for us to do this. In order to meditate, one must focus on their breath, a sound, a sight, or a thought, for a sustained period of time, or any other focus. There are thousands of free meditations on the internet for anybody to find. To start meditation, however, start with the three-minute meditation, then maybe work your way up to five minutes, and then eventually ten minutes, and maybe longer. Now, this way, we learn to train and strengthen our minds slowly. 
However, you don't always really need a recorded meditation in order to meditate. Just being able to focus on something stationary for whatever period of time feels good is perfect. And being able to meditate and know the benefits of it, like we just learned, is so incredibly important. In order to see these benefits, however, like we said, we need to create a routine. So that's using an app or something else to keep you on track. Consistency and persistence is key to habit formation. First, we need to make meditation a habit and we need to tie it to something we do every day, like brushing your teeth or making your bed to do so. After or before either of these daily tasks is something that can help you cue your mind to meditate. Second, having an app, like we said before, to meditate might help. You can be able to monitor your streak and pick from a variety of meditations. And third, setting reminders on your phone to meditate throughout the day can help you stay on track and keep you accountable to meditate. And lastly, know that you do not need to meditate every single day to get the benefits. Meditate on a schedule that works for you, but try to keep consistency. And know that when you first start to meditate, your mind will start to wander. And like we said before, it would be as if your mind is time traveling to future and back and past to back. Constantly thinking about what happened then, their future, whatever. And our default mode network is activated when the mind wanders. And it allows us to recall memories or imagine the future. And it also endless, lets us endlessly ruminate about regrets and fears. You know, this noticing of distraction is an era of awakening because it is so important. But direct the attention back to your breath. Like we said before, the dorsal lateral prefrontal cortex is activated when we direct that attention back to our breath. Just keep consistency and you will build your mindfulness muscle and mindfulness will act as an anchor for the wandering mind. With a 5 or 10 minute practice of meditation daily, you can make yourself feel grounded in the present moment with the world around you. And I want to end with a deep breath. So inhale, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Exhale, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Tune in for our next episode where we learn the next habit to implement within ourselves and harness the power of neuroplasticity. Thank you, everyone.